Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me Kimba Garcia, uh, a CEO and founder of CEO AF. Now, here's my first question. CEO AF, what is that? What does that mean? Well, it means CEO as beep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You can swear if you want to, but I just figured I'd, I'd pop that out there. We've been yeah. in the same, uh, some of the same circles because I'm in sales, you're in business, um, and some of the same networks and all. But for people that don't know your backstory and all, which has been pretty cool, I've read up on it. Tell us a little bit about your background and uh, how you became a CEO. Sure. So I was actually, I would honestly say that I got into entrepreneurship out of necessity when I was 18 years old. And what I mean by that, Joe, is I was a teenage single mom, pregnant at 17, single mom by 18. And so I had to wear both the mother and father hats in the family um, for the first six and a half years of my son's life operating as a single mom. And what that meant is that not only did I have to be there for the school parties and the field trips and the soccer games, but I also had to financially support the family as a single parent. And then I also had to support the family as the emotional supporter of the family as well, right? And so um, I followed a lifelong passion that I have always liked to share with people. I first learned how to French braid when I was four and a half years old on my mermaid doll. Um, nice. and so I actually followed, yeah, I actually followed a passion um, for doing hair into entrepreneurship at 18. I bartended, I put myself through hair school with a baby. My baby now just walked out of the room. He's almost 15 years old. Nice. Um, but, but back then I went, I went to hair school and, and got my cosmetology license to be able to have the flexibility to build my own business and make my own schedule. And I think that that's what a lot of entrepreneurs start off with on their way to that first 150K. That's what they're chasing, right? The freedom, the time, the finances. And I was too. So I, uh, that was, I opened my first business when I was my first official business. That was my own brick and mortar store. Um, I worked for a couple salons for the first couple of years, decided I was ready to branch out on my own. And I started my first brick and mortar salon when I was 21 years old. I had uh, saved up those single mom tax returns for about two or three years, invested that into opening my business. And then that was, that was my first business back then. And I did hair as a cosmetologist and a salon owner until about seven years ago, six, I'd say six and a half years ago, um, whenever I met my current husband and we started our construction company together at that point in time, I did utilize the same skill sets that I did run in my own business, flipped industries and started scaling and, um, you know, scaling and growing our brand with storm restoration contracting. We do roofing restoration. And now we just added solar to our nice. wheels. So I'm having fun blowing up the solar side of the company. Yeah. And then in about six years with me being on board, um, processing out the business, marketing, hiring employees, team building, doing all the things, um, we've been able to scale RKG to, I mean, just, just higher than I thought. I think we hit, we're still finishing up the books for taxes from 2021. Right. But, um, I think we hit somewhere around 12 million mm -hmm. last year in total sales in our first um, six years in business. So I'm pretty happy with that. And the thing that I'm the most excited about that Joe is that now the machine's built, right? So it's yep. time to just scale up the revenue on the machine being built. So that's really fun. CEO AF was born about a year and a half ago as my second company that I still own and operate today. And, it was really because people were coming to me and saying, hey, we saw what you did and we saw what you did pretty quick. And not only did you do, it's not even a financial thing. They see the house, they see the cars, they see the things, the lifestyle, but they saw that I was having a lot of fun doing it and that my, my company felt like 
at least look like from what they could see a really great place to work. And they wanted help structuring that out. So I started doing a little bit of consulting here and there, working inside of other people's businesses and really starting to formulate together that entire process of what got me from there to here. And a lot of it was mine. Set, right. A lot of it was uh, meditation is a huge part of my life now. So the not just the business processes, the team building, the marketing, but also what does it require of the entrepreneur themselves yeah. on the personal level to make it from there? Um, so at the end of last year, I actually became a certified NLP practitioner, so which is a neurolinguistic practitioner, which works with the power of how the language wires the mind. Brought that into CEOAF. I brought on a business partner last year that's actually accredited in Harvard Finance. So that is my business partner with CEOAF. And now what we do there and we're continuing to cultivate out with massive results for our clients is that entire process of what I call becoming CEOAF, but not just CEOAF of our business, but as of, of our entire lives from our mind, our heart, our soul to be able to build the life by design because that's why we started entrepreneurship in the beginning. Um, so there's my kind of little three second clip about who I am, where I come from, what I do now, how my companies were born um, and how we got started to, to where we are today. I love it. And it's, it's kind of funny to me because it's like that story in the beginning, you had to do stuff and then mm -hmm. you just say, okay, cool. Now I understand the process of owning a business. Then you and your husband started the roofing business and did solar, did all that. And now you're empowering yeah. people to chase their dreams and do what they need to do. So that's amazing. But you said something that jumped out to me because I've been working with it. You can only take your business as far as you grow. So let's talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit, because like you see the people, you see the flashy cars, you see the stuff and you're like, how do they get there? Processes yeah. and systems are processes and systems that are repeatable. I think you would agree with me. You're the secret sauce to your business, you know, yep. your team, your culture. So talk to me a little bit about how do you develop that? How do you do, how do you develop the CEO AF side of of being able to grow and scale the company? Or just growing and scaling yourself. Because you mentioned like you were yep. doing mindset work. I'm assuming you do like self-care. I see you do yoga. You do different things yep. to improve yourself. Yes. Yeah. However you want to take that. So I, so I think it looks a little bit different for everybody. Um, for me, it's definitely just all, always be growing, always be learning. I always say, um, I, I actually was on another podcast a few weeks ago. And it was so crazy because he's like, Kimba, have you ever felt inadequate? I'm like, man, I am inadequate. I'm inadequate every every day. I'm always inadequate today for what I'm going to accomplish next year. Here's what makes entrepreneurs different is that we know that we embrace that we learn what we don't know. We do the things that we're scared of, we take massive risk. And, and I just think that juggling the risk that we take the reward that we're given, we charter a lot of unknown territory all the time. So what you have to normalize in your own life is not constantly and I'm going to say this for the viewers. I want to slow down a second, okay? Because it's important to me that people take this away from this podcast today is that we cannot operate from the familiar emotions of the past. We have to be creating in this space of the unknown about the future, which means that when you see me doing yoga in the morning, when I'm meditating in the morning, what I'm doing is I am envisioning what my life is going to look like in the a year where my company and our growth is going to be in two years and I'm operating from that emotional state today I'm not operating in the stress of yesterday because I can't create from that space I'm constantly forward thinking and that's one of the traps and the hamster wheels you will that I see some leaders and entrepreneurs kind of get stuck in is that we do juggle a lot we carry a lot we have a lot of stress going on 
And what happens in these moments is that cortisol is released in the brain, right? Mm -hmm. And for those of you guys out there that don't know this, cortisol is actually an addictive chemical, similar to nicotine, similar to caffeine. Cortisol is actually addictive. So one of the things that I'll do with my clients automatically is I'm like, ma'am, do you really have a problem or are you looking for your shot of cortisol today? Right? It's important. <laughs> nice. Yep. It's important that we start to ask ourselves that and that we start to antidote that with the serotonin that we need, which for me is yoga and meditation. For my husband, it's lifting weights in the gym in the morning and taking the dogs on a walk. But a lot of times I see business owners roll out of bed. They're barely slamming their coffee down as they're running out the door. And they're so busy in the hamster wheel of the business that they don't grow their self. They're not challenging their mindset. And unfortunately, they're always going to be inadequate because they're not learning what they don't know to get to the next level quite yet. And so that's what I mean when I'm saying that is we have to understand that at some point the business will run you over if you don't stay sharp enough to be the tip of the spear. And that does look different to every personality to everybody has different emotional and spiritual needs but as entrepreneurs at a certain point even in the beginning it gets really easy to start to get caught up in the stress and the fear of the unknown because it's all unknown you're building a business that hasn't been built yet so you're having to create from nothing and then being able to step back is something I remind myself of every day is Kimba you are the creator of everything that is around you I am the creator of my home I am the creator of my family. I am the creator of my business. This business does not run me, I run it. And in order to run a business that is not where it's going yet, right? We have today, we have where RKG and CEO AF are gonna be in 24 months. I don't know everything that I need to know to get the business there yet. I'm operating in uncharted territory. I don't know what I don't know. And what I've normalized is just being excited about that and grateful for that and understanding that I am the creator and I can chart these waters. And I have the tools required to do that. And I don't let myself get so busy trying to charter those waters that I get lost in the storm and I don't take an objective awareness to my life, myself, my team, because we can't lead people if we're always crazy within ourselves. You know, so we have to stop, we have to sit back, we have to manage and even understand that every time that we have a negative thought, or a stressed out thought or whatever the case is, we're giving ourselves a shot of cortisol every single time, right? Yeah. So what I tell my clients, Joe, is your thoughts train your brain. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful because every time you have a thought, you release a chemical. You have another thought, you release a chemical. And so your brain will start to learn to release more cortisol. And then you'll find yourself looking for problems every day that you may not even have. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. the yeah. truth. Yeah. yeah, no, and it's funny you said that. I was in an event two weeks ago now, and one of the speakers said, you know, a lot of times entrepreneurs are the ones that will arson their own stuff. Pretty much they get so used to that cortisol that they're just stuck in it and they'll make new fires because we're so used to being in that pressure zone. Um, yep. But yeah, I've started doing breath work and stuff like that just to kind of, you know, figure out what you're doing. And you mentioned your husband does like weightlifting and stuff. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. into that too. Cause it's just, yeah. it's finding that route because I, I love that. And then I love the future casting. Because you said, you know, I'm working here. I know my process is here, but I'm planning my vision out over the next 24 months. Do you um, do you just do 24 months? Is that like your typical time frame, or do you go 24 months, five years? I know different. I've heard different things from different people, so I, I just want to pick your brain on that. Yeah. So I honestly only all the way reverse engineer the plan for about six months at a time. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that as entrepreneurs, we get kind of lost in the planning phase sometimes. And the truth is that things change so much 
Mark, the, I mean, even market conditions that we're in right now could change dramatically. So to even say that we're going to have a very detailed out reverse engineered plan for 12 months, for me, we all know that it's not going to go exactly like we wrote it down on the paper. Right. So I think it's really healthy for me to have a good overview of where I want the company to grow, some kind of general metrics on where I want that to look like, while also understanding that this is a creative process that I do have to be a little bit intuitive to and always be adaptive to what's going on in the company at the time. So for me, I'm always kind of map, I'm always mapping out 90 days at a time, depending on the situation, push it out to six months from there. Honestly, Joe, it's kind of just bullet points of what we want for the future, where we're working to get, what I know that that looks like, but I'm not putting a hard timeline on every single step of that just because I do know that the black swans of life in, in the market are going to come out and some things are going to happen faster than I thought that they were going to and then some things are going to take 10 times longer and more work than I could have ever imagined and that's mm -hmm. just kind of part of the journey that we have to learn to be grateful for and to love yeah, is definitely. that sometimes things don't go as planned because that also I know there's some personality types out there that kind of really get hung up on that planning stage so much that they forget to actually execute anything <laughs> yeah they do it's true <laughs> It's true, 100%. I met many of them. Yeah. So that's what I think we have to be careful on, on the planning versus executing thing. Like I have my whiteboards. I have actually have a mirror. Um, I was sharing with my best friend the other day. I was like, girl, this is a magic mirror. Anything I write on it comes true. It's like my manifest mirror, right? So I, I am keeping lists. I'm tracking things. I want my eyes to be able to see it because I want my brain to set the intention to achieve it. And I know that if I look at a written intention that my subconscious, I call it my subconscious genius will go to work, right? Mm -hmm. And that's another really interesting thing about NLP and kind of the way that the human brain works and all that is we really can't hold more data than any man-made computer in our brains. That's mm -hmm. what's so crazy. But then you have your conscious brain and your subconscious brain. Well, your conscious brain only has like the 10% of shit that you need to know yep. every day in it. All the other things are stored in a subconscious brain. So I'm 33 years old. We're talking every book I've ever read, every experience I've ever had, everything I've ever smelled, every conversation I've ever had, any movie I've ever watched, any seminar I've ever been to, right? Over and over. All this is data that's stored in my subconscious brain. And when we give our brain the keywords of our intentions, hey, I want to achieve X, Y, Z. What happens is our brain starts going through the subconscious data that we have filed and starts pulling up. You know what? You know that guy that did that thing that you haven't talked to in 10 years. You should call him, right? We start to extract that data from our subconscious genius that already has the answers on what we need to accomplish it. So I do love to write it out, but then I also like to make sure that I'm executing on accomplishing it and not getting so caught up in that, you know, I'm not even going to move until everything's perfect mentality. Cause we all know that that's just not the way that entrepreneurship lines out. Nope. And if you're expecting everything to go to, to go to plan, you're probably going to be disappointed often. Yeah, no, no. And it, you gave a bunch of really good info in there. So like the whole, well, we'll just start with this part. Yeah, yeah, nothing ever goes to plan. We have an idea, we have a thing, but we're going into the future and creating something that's not there yet. So it's a fuzzy thing that we're hitting and we're bringing back to now. Um, and very few people really, I, I, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think there are many entrepreneurs or very few? I think it leans more to there's not as many true entrepreneurs that have the ability to do like build businesses and scale and all. Like it's a fancy word right now, but it's a, it's a tough road, I would say. It's, it is a tough road. And, and I think that that's one of the things that people have to ask themselves, are you ready for? You know, the truth is when I, 
I started the roofing company six years ago. I had no idea. It has literally been 10 times harder to grow than I ever imagined. I had to start doing some of the, some of the breath work and the meditations and the things to manage the stress. And then I also had to fall in love with the chaos, man. It's like yeah. running a business is like, I always refer to it as playing a game of chess. Mm -hmm. You either like to play chess and you like the strategy of figuring out who goes what or what goes where, or you're the kind of person that's like, assign me my role and let me go. I'll crush it. But to be a true entrepreneur, you have to be creative. Yeah. And so I think you're right, Joe. I think that there's not as many people that fall into that category is that wish that they did. I think sometimes people don't learn that, that they're not that at the time when they start their business. And then some people get out of the business and go back and get a job or they elevate up to what I call becoming CEO AF. And, you know, that's really exactly what you're saying is why I found my passion in this. Cause I found myself surrounded by entrepreneurs going, Kimba, what's, this is terrible. And this is the opposite. You know, I actually feel broke and now I don't work nine to five. I work 24 seven and I still don't get to pay myself anything. And, you know, all these things that, that start to, to bring them down. And which is why I started CEO AF because we believe in building a life by design and enjoying and having fun and being creative every step of the way to the point where, you know, we encourage our clients to laugh off this stuff. And on, I've been on one-on-one -on -one calls all day before this, just laughing off the bullshit of entrepreneurship with my clients so that we can just kind of giggle that off and then get back to strategy and solutions. And, you know, anytime we find a hole in the boat, we're coming and we're plugging it in. But that's why I've just found such a huge passion for that company of mine mm -hmm. is because that's what I'm, I'm all of my clients meditate, every single one of them. It's like, it's part of our program. Yep. Um, they all learn how to wire and rewire their brain. We're big on language, our speech patterns. And I start them with that. I'm like, I understand that you probably hired me to be your coach because you've seen what I, I do with marketing. Okay. And you want to market and you want to grow. And that's why you want me here. But however, we will not be digging into that for the first four weeks at all. So sit down. Here's what we got to get in line first. Cause you're not ready to grow. Yep. And until your systems, your processes, your finances, and your mindset are right, man, I'm not going to help you bring on more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta yep. Stuff we have, right? And so the first thing that we like to do is just make sure that we're mastering ourselves. We, un we understand ourselves. We understand our company. Now we can grow and we can be happy and have fun doing it. Yeah. And what I love is when you start talking about CEO as fuck, I'll just call it what it is. You yeah. light up. And it's because I like, I, I read people for a living. That's my job. And you love that. There's stuff you're good at. You're great. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about helping people, your whole like being just gets like excited. Totally. I wanted to commend you for that. Um, Thank you. And I love that you're doing it from a relationship aspect first. I'm really big on relationship matters. So you're doing it like, look, you got to fix yourself first. We can get you the tactics. We can get you all the other stuff and that you make them do it. So how has that been working? Because entrepreneurs can be a little bit bullheaded. We like to create things. We like to be in charge. How is that like, yeah. how is that working with, with them? Are they pre-receptive to that or? They love it, Joe, but they got accepted into my program. They had to go through a little, not a strenuous application process. It's, you know, it's nothing crazy, but I did have an application process. And then I got on the phone with each of them before they started my program. A lot of them do know me uh, and I do specify in my warrior program. It truly is everything that it took me to become CEO AF, right? So we have to start with what creates, which is ourselves. And I kind of give them a little spill, if you will, on my NLP background, my beliefs, my thoughts, the thoughts of my business partner, Amanda, and the way that we view things in, in our point in the program. And then I give them the option. I'm like, hey, I mean, if you want to join the program, week one, 
you have a five minute meditation that you do every morning. And by week four, that's going to be up to 10 minutes, right? So that's one of the things that we're going to practice doing. But honestly, Joe, that's why you're seeing me light up is because I outlined this program. And I mean, I'm just, I'm going to call it like for what it is. I grew up most of my life in, in a, I mean, I grew up in a trailer house. Mm -hmm. Whenever, when I was growing up, the only thing that I knew about taxes are that people got money back. Yeah. I wasn't, my dad was an entrepreneur. I didn't fight, but I, I didn't find myself really surrounded um, with some of the things that are now normal to me. And, um, and so I really had to step back and say, man, what did I have to learn and what did I have to do? And I formulated a program around it and I share that with people. And I knew that it was going to impact because I just released the, we just released our warrior program in January of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a newer program. So I've had one quarter to see how it's going to work. And it has been the most mind-blowing thing because I knew it was going to be impactful, but I didn't know how impactful it was going to be as quick. So some of the members of this program, multiple of them have doubled their income in the first quarter. I have a girl that has never slept for two years. She hasn't slept through the night. She's been running a business. Keeps her up at night. Anybody mm-hmm. feel that? On you listening to the podcast right now, right? We've all felt like we're sleep deprived because we're running a business. Um, she's sleeping all the way through the night. Oh, good. One of my... Yeah. I mean, every night, every night since she's probably week one of the program, she slept all night, every night. So it's not just that their businesses are, of course, their marketing's in place. Their team members are becoming happier. Their processes are strengthening up. Everybody not only knows their business numbers, but their personal numbers. But the things that has me so grateful for it and what I'm lining up about is because I know the impact that all that shit makes on themselves personally and their families at home. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this has been about for me. I had one of my clients tell me a couple of weeks ago, and hopefully I don't tear up when I say it, but literally told me that without the warrior one program, he's just not even sure that he would be here. He really came into the program so stressed out that he didn't know if he was going to be able to even, you know, be, be able to even get out that cortisol loop that he was in with the stress and everything going on um but he pushed into the program and he literally told me a couple weeks ago he's like man i love you guys so much y'all have literally saved my life my clients when they're getting off the calls with us are literally saying i i mean there's three coaches at ceoaf there's myself amanda and then chris who's actually a former marine that we utilize him as our accountability buddy right because chris make sure we all get our homework done folks (laughs) um but they're getting off the phone with us saying man i love you guys thank you so much and i don't say that to to toot our own horn or anything but it's a true testimony of the results that the clients are seeing so now i've launched off my second warrior group and even in a week and a half i mean i'm having people going in just the first week and a half of me plugging into this program it's changed my life it's changed my business and i just can't wait to see where we go from here and i'm like me neither because it's going to be awesome so the great thing is the entrepreneurs that i bring in are super receptive to it Mm -hmm. because i asked their permission to get this deep I asked them to buy into it before I took their money for the program, right? Right. It was one of those where you know exactly what you're getting into and they believe in it, they're pushing into it. And because they believe in it and they're pushing into it, they're getting massive freaking results for it. And so it's just been, and that's what just has me just lit up about CEO AF. It's it's not even my brand or anything. It's it's looking at my clients being like, wow, dude, y'all are crushing this. You're so, you're doing so good. And they're learning that they have a subconscious gene. Coach Kimba's not the answer. It's you, man. You have the subconscious genius. You have all the answers for your business. I'm just here to facilitate that shit. Yep. 
So that's what's so fun about it. <laughs> well, and I think what entrepreneurs forget so many times is we get so stuck in what we're doing. We forget that we need community. We need people to come alongside of us and help us. And in reality, that whole lone wolf thing is bullshit because lone wolves die. But when you have the that's right it. tribe and community, which is what I'm hearing you say, and I know there's a lot more aspects to it, but what I'm hearing you say is mm-hmm. you're coming together as a team, a group, and building it together, and you're just facilitating their journey, and it's just making them grow into who they need to be, which I commend you. I love that. Um, yes. Which is going to bring me to this, because I think I've seen you, you've, you've been speaking at some events recently too, have you not? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's shift a little bit there and just talk about events and how that looks for you. Like I just went to an event in Austin two weeks ago for a friend of mine. <clears throat> it's great getting to be doing more in-person type of events. How yeah. many, is this something that you just started doing or have you been doing events for a while now? Um, I think my first really big one was uh, about a year ago. Um, I did do a little bit of speaking here and there around that. Not truly a huge passion of mine. If I can share that transparently, um, I'm big on, I love things like this where I can talk to people. Um, When I'm talking at people, it's a little bit different for me, but I am finding kind of my groove in that space. It's just, I'm a, I'm a conversationalist. I love the feedback back. And sometimes when there's so many people in the room, you're not always getting, you know, it's just not the conversation style that, that I truly love and have passion for. Um, but I have been doing it more and more because I've been asked to do some stuff. And of course, I'm grateful for those opportunities. And it, and it grows and challenges me to have to get up on stage and speak and just around, you probably now running a podcast to get um out of your language yep, when you're yep. speaking in public and and to get to the point where you can protect your voice and come across as a little bit more confident when you're doing public speaking. That was one of one of my clients at CEO AF just spoke on her first stage last week. And that was oh, one nice. of the tips I gave her. I'm like, project from your diaphragm a little bit more so that especially as females, our voices can be a little bit softer sometimes. Um, so it's it's definitely challenged me to grow in in ways that you know I don't think I don't think that I ever see myself go in that direction. And now that it's happened. It's challenging. So it's not one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'm speaking tomorrow. I'm like, okay, I'm speaking tomorrow. <sighs> breath work, breath yeah. work. And so I, I can get together and, and um, go up there. But luckily, I don't have a lot of nerves around it or, or anything like that. It's just it's a comfortability and a challenge, you mm-hmm. know, that I've been that I've been taking on and getting through. Well, and the reason I asked, because I saw this set, and it was crazy. So in the self-help entrepreneurial space, people that go to events, 70% of women are the ones that go there. And like 20% are female speakers. So it's just that's wow. really weird, like stat I heard recently. And I like weird stats. So I was just like, yeah. I'm always, I'm intrigued by what moves people. Because I'm a conversationalist as well. Like I talk to mm-hmm. CEOs, CFOs all day long with my day job, with my sales coaching. I talk to businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, but it's just, I love that conversation. But getting in front of people, some people like it, some people don't. But it's just mm-hmm. finding your vein that that works for yes. you. But I do commend you for doing it. Um, Thank you. I, th- I love what you just said real quick, Joe, because I think that's one of the reasons why I do say yes, is because a lot of the times they have said we're really looking to showcase more high level female entrepreneurs. You actually told me you have that goal on your podcast as yep. well. Um, you know, kind of being able to inspire your daughters with powerful adult entrepreneur women and, and setting that example. So I do feel called to do that especially for women that didn't have that strong role model in their life growing up to see what boss lady looks like and the confidence that comes with that so so I I love that you said that and shared that stat with us because that is very interesting and probably one of the biggest reasons why I go ahead and do it 
Yeah. Well, and it's so crazy because like I've gone to events and I like the numbers add up and I'm just like, yeah, why aren't there more female speakers? Like ladies, yeah. if you're here and you're thinking about doing it, do it. I mean, yeah. if that's a passion of yours, of course. If it's yeah, not a passion, we need yourself, your voice. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, where can people find you at? So really, I mean, I feel like I'm the easiest person ever to find Joe. Cause like when you just Google Kimba, it just isn't even hard. And even on Facebook, there's not a lot of Kimbas hanging out, but I am very, very, very active on Facebook specifically. That's kind of my main platform that I interact on every, it's like, send me a Facebook message. I'll probably get a quicker response than a text mm -hmm. is the truth. Um, so Facebook, Kimba Garcia, my website for CEOAF for anybody specifically interested in that is www.ceoaf. I'm sorry, CEO-AF.com. But I'm also on like TikTok and Instagram and CEOAF is on YouTube. And so like really all the places, Facebook's kind of the main hub. Find me, conversate with me. You can find all the other places from there, really. Awesome. No, and I love your energy. Like I, I watch your stuff. I see your reels. I see the different things. And yeah, you, you, you have the ability to catch people's imagination then hit them with the message they need. So I Thanks, commend Joe. you I appreciate for that. that. Yeah, um, thank you. What other words of wisdom would you like to impart to our audience that maybe we didn't touch on yet? Um, you know, I guess just under, I guess I'm just going to go back to the, you know, you have all the answers to everything inside of you. It really just comes down to silencing that stress, silencing that noise, getting rid of that cortisol, not operating from a place of the familiar past, but operating from a place of a creative future and understanding that that's what entrepreneurship is, is creativity, building a life by design, being prepared for the chess game that's in front of you, understanding that that's what it is. Yep. And, you know, Joe, the other big thing that I really help my clients be, be able to understand, and I had to do this for myself too, is to be able to disassociate our personal ego from our business. Mm -hmm. Businesses go up and down. When your business is down, that doesn't mean that you suck, right? right it means right. that you are navigating through business and it's just part of what it is. But so often I think we wake up and we look at that bank account. And we're like, man, shit, it's not, my bank account is not where I want it to be today. Yep. And it affects our self-esteem. And one of the things that I remind myself is, man, the reason your bank account isn't always where you want your bank account, Kimba, is because you invest in your people. Mm -hmm. You invest here, you do this, you're innovative, you grow, you do, you do these things. I could hoard cash, right? But that's, that's not my mission personally. So that's, the, that's really the thing that, that I like to leave people with is you are special, amazing, and capable. Businesses go up and down. Do not feel like Kimba Garcia is not RKG or CEOAF. She is the creator of both of those things that has full power in that. So if you're listening to this today, the same is true for you. Your name is not your company. You are the creator of that company and you have full power and control through all the ups and downs that business may bring you. So stay CEOAF, baby. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Kimba, for being on the show. I appreciate you for coming on here. And yes, for all sir, of you listening, you. please share this episode, like, comment, and until next time, be legendary, be awesome, and remember, you're worth it.